This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, so, Mike Elko left Duke, mm, what, two weeks ago to go to Texas A&M, whatever it was. And they have been very, very quiet in their pursuit of a new head coach. And the names that have been coming out are now being narrowed down. And according to Wikipedia, this, of course, is not an official source. Uh, but according to Wikipedia, somebody has put it on his Wikipedia page. Manny Diaz uh, was hired to be the head coach. We are not confirming this. I'm just telling you what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia is often, often incorrect. But they are also often <laughs> uh, correct. So, again, I'm not saying you should believe it, uh, but it does appear that Duke is headed in that way. And I'm torn as to whether or not this is a great hire. I'm Like, Manny Diaz has been a very good defensive coordinator, but the Miami job, which is difficult was a little bit much for him. Maybe the Duke job, which I think is significantly more difficult, will be better. Ben Bird, Bull City coordinators who joined us uh, after Mike Elko left. We uh, we we wondered if Mike Elko was uh, biting off more than he could chew down at Texas A&M. Uh, all right, sir. Is Manny Diaz, if if this ultimately comes to fruition... Are you on board with this? Well, thanks, Adam, for having me back on. I appreciate it. Uh, as far as am I on board with this, absolutely. And I would just caution, like you did already, we don't want another repeat of the Gasparilla Bowl situation, so wait till it's official. Uh, <laughs> however, I would note that Pete Tamil is the one who is reporting a lot about this, mm-hmm. and he is also the one who reported on Elko that got a lot of that going. Okay. So I think there's a reason to trust that. But I think that that if this happens, this is a is a big hire and a, and, a, and a good one, and I'm happy to explain my thoughts on that. Please, uh, please do. First of all, maybe Pete Thamel is the one who updated Manny Diaz's Wikipedia page because anybody can go in and update it. <laughs> that's that's true. It could it could be. <laughs> I mean, you got to self promote, right? Uh, so. <laughs> That's good, but I, there's two two reasons for that uh, uh, that I think that it's it's a it's a big hire. The first is he has ties to Coach Feely, who is the uh, either athletic performance or strength and conditioning coach, whatever term you want to use. Gotcha. That's big because Elko said the most important, and I'm paraphrasing, hire he made at Duke was Feely, and the students they love. Feely. They love Coach Feely. I mean, he is right. he is a big part of the reason for Duke's success over the last two years. All right, let me just give people context. David Feely is uh, his title, Associate Director of Sports Performance, Director of Football Sports Performance, Strength and Conditioning, and all of that that goes into it so people know who we're talking about. Exactly. And that's, that's, a, that's a long way to say yeah. what we used to call a tra- uh, strength and conditioning. <laughs> right. Right. So... Uh, I will say this: This would be another reason that I that this is a good hire, and it shows that Duke is a good program that is on the rise. Okay, look at the th- 
three hires since 2007 when David Cutcliffe came on board. David Cutcliffe, respected offensive coordinator, prior head coaching experience with proven results Mm -hmm. from the SEC, right? Mike Elko, well-respected defensive coordinator, proven results in the SEC. And now you're getting someone to come from Penn State and the Big Ten, which is allegedly a good football conference, but (laughs) whatever. We can save that for another day. Right. That's a big hire, and that's three big names. And, and, And Diaz had a good run at Miami. I know people might not think that, but that last team he had where they really beat the wheels off of the Blue Devils, I mean, just took mm-hmm. them apart, and then he gets let go after that. That team was real close to 10 wins. Go back and look at the mm-hmm. box scores from that season. I'm just saying three bowl games, three years, he inherited a mess at Miami, and he they did. haven't quite climbed out of that yet. That could be a real big hire for Duke. Well, I see, I don't I don't disagree with that uh, of uh, of Diaz. I, I'm, I'm sketchy on the details you you may have dug into these a lot more than uh, than I have you definitely have I'm sure um but there like managing games was not always a great strong suit but he was also uh that was the first time for him so and to me that job is probably too much for somebody as a first time hire there's too many things too many politicians uh, and I'm not talking about it in the politics sense, but there is so much around that program. Uh, there's way too much to deal with for a first-time head coach. Although I guess technically it was a second-time head coach because he had taken the Temple job two weeks prior to going back to Miami. Uh, but his his acumen and his resume as a defensive coordinator in like tons of leagues, whether it's small at Middle Tennessee uh, or big at Mississippi State, even Texas, he worked for Mac Brown. I think Mac thinks very highly of him. Maybe that's not a good thing. I don't know. Idea. Uh, we can make jokes about it all day long, but uh, he certainly comes with a with a pretty extensive job history. That's correct. And I was it was funny you mentioned Wikipedia. That page is all blown up with edits right now, so it's it's hard to hard to make sense of. But <laughs> you know, he's got ties to the ACC. He was at Florida State. He was at. NC State, he was at Miami, and he is a fairly young guy, and I guarantee you he has learned a heck of a lot from being at Penn State and reflecting on that coaching job. And I think we would all agree that David Cutcliffe was better in round two after his experience at Ole Miss. So as far as who's out there, you could go with the young up-and-comer. We talked about that previously, but I am certain there were other schools that wanted to get Manny Diaz, and I think this says a lot about where Duke is and where it's going. Now, next year could be rough. We probably don't have enough time to talk about the roster and the portal, but he's going to come in with ties to a lot of different coaching trees to be able to probably put a really good staff together. All right, let me ask you very quickly, because I did want to ask you about the roster. Ben Bird from Bull City Coordinators is joining us here uh, on the Adam Gold Show. So final thing on this, you uh, you had told us a couple of weeks ago that the uh, – the portal was not going to be kind to the Blue Devils, and we know what has happened. Riley Leonard's going to end up at Notre Dame, it looks like, uh, and a lot of different players have already uh, exited out the door. Um, I My guess is that that will likely continue, uh, but it's also got to go the other way. Last year, uh, Mike Elko basically was a net positive, uh, and a lot of people probably were surprised at that. Uh, what is your sense of what the roster is going to look like really before we even get to the portal 
Uh, what do you think Duke will have in-house for Manny Diaz, if it is, in fact, Manny Diaz? Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, that's that's a really good question, and I'm hoping it's going to grind to a halt because there have been guys on the D-line who are leaving. Jamon Franklin's going to declare for the NFL draft, although he is going to play in the Birmingham Bowl. Dorian Mayusi, the linebacker, he's leaving. Aeneas uh, Peebles has entered the portal, and that's – Man, if he goes to Florida State, I don't know if I'm going to be able to intellectually process that. <laughs> and then the top two running backs in Jordan Waters and Jacquez Moore are also leaving. However, Elko inherited kind of a similar situation where nobody really knew what you were going to get. And, you know, a guy with the name recognition of Diaz and ties to places can probably bring in some folks. So, you know, it may be next year is kind of a restructuring reorganization year. And then we'll see, you know, in another, uh, another year or two where the team gets, but I, I, you know, I will add this, there's two pretty good quarterbacks on the roster there who are going to be there in Loftus and Beelan. So I, I wouldn't quite say it's the time to panic, but there is time for uncertainty. Uh, what about RJ Oban? Honestly, I've been trying to keep up with this. I think he might be gone as yeah, well. Yeah, he, he he entered the uh, portal as well. Yeah, that 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 is a significant loss. That's a significant loss. He he, as I'm sure you're aware, he really made a lot of plays, and that's their whole defense made a lot of plays. If you played defense for Duke last year, you made plays. That was what they did. Uh, it was remarkable. I saw it against the Clemson game against Clemson in the opener. I'm like, wait a second, that ain't a good defense. That's good for Duke. That's a defense that's good for anybody. Any team put that defense on the field, we would be talking about it. That's what that's what really stunned me about that game is that it didn't look like a Duke defense. It looked like a, I mean, a top college football defense, and I don't mean that to be disparaging. Uh, there was speed and physicality and aggression all over the field. Uh, like, and but that's Manny Diaz's specialty. So he is a defensive guy to the core. He started out as a DB back, a DB coach under Chuck Amato at NC State. He is familiar with the 919 area code. Ben Bird, Bull City coordinators, I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks so much, especially on short notice. People have no idea how short notice this was. Uh, so uh, good luck. I hope it does come out. Uh, if, you're, if, if, if you are on board with it, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, like I said. My, my way of passing the blame on you. Ben said it was a good idea. <laughs> ben said it was a good what? idea. Well, I'm fine with the hire. I'll say that, but let's wait till it's official. And Adam, thank you so much for having me back on. You got it. Ben Bird here, Bull City Coordinators here. Uh, Duke FB coverage, by the way, on uh, on Twitter. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.